relationships with our donors. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school, and I'm joined today by two of my colleagues, Susan Perry, Major Gift Officer at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy, and Dr. Patrick Dwyer, member of our faculty and a nationally regarded researcher for his work in the philanthropic sector. Susan, great to have you back with us on the podcast. Thank you very much. And Patrick, great to see you again as well. Thank you so much, Bill. Susan and Patrick have co-authored Chapter 17 in Achieving Excellence in Fundraising, the fifth edition, which came out in 2022, Integrating Principles of Donor Relations. And, you know, Susan, you're an experienced major gift officer and fundraiser. Why are donor relationships so important? I think we all we all touch upon that. Donor relations are so important with the donor is because we need to tell them that we are truly thankful for their gift. Uh, we need to tell them that we are stewarding their gift uh, and that we can really make a difference with what they are entrusting us to use with the monies they've given to us. And I think we can see that in many different examples uh, that we have touched upon in the chapter. Uh, we talk about how um, a major, major donor uh, tells us that a person gives a gift and then they don't hear from the organization until after um, that gift is, is accepted and the next campaign rolls around. So I think stewardship and donorship, donor relations are very important to the organization. Susan, in your answer, what I'm hearing is we can't be looking at the donor as a name in our portfolio with a gift range next to that name, that we're really approaching these people as people with human dignity. We're reaching into some of their strongest values and their strongest motivations. Uh, and if I'm understanding you correctly, that's the caretaking of fundraising as we're approaching people for charitable contributions. That is exactly right, Bill. A lot of times uh, major gift officers or development officers will make a relationship with that particular donor. And therefore it kind of carries through that relationship for the whole term of whatever that may be for the donor. So we want to make sure that we care about this donor, not just on the basis of a donor to the organization, but also someone who truly is invested in the organization. Really a deep personal relationship in that uh, donor relationship with the fundraiser and the nonprofit organization. And one aspect of that relationship is expressing gratitude, how we express gratitude, when we express gratitude. And that's one of the many areas of expertise that Patrick Dwyer brings to the table. And Patrick, what does your research show that fundraisers need to apply in terms of gratitude as part of donor relations? Sure. So gratitude is very important for relationships. So that's something we know from a lot of research in psychology, although not necessarily looking at fundraising relationships. And so what I've tried to do is, is kind of uh, base some of my work on looking at gratitude and its role in fundraising relationships specifically. And one reason I think that's important is because, so it might be surprising to hear, but uh, you know, donors aren't always thanked. Uh, and when they are thanked, they're not necessarily thanked effectively. And so what, one thing that uh, my work has looked at is kind of the quality of gratitude expressions and how different types of ways of, of saying thank you might be more or less effective at cultivating relationships with donors and promoting future giving. And so two, or, uh, two kind of flavors on that uh, in terms of quality of an expression with that, what that might look like are more donor-centric or donor-oriented expressions focused on the donor, their characteristics, the fact that they're very generous. They might be always doing kind things like this for the organization. The fact they might've gone out of their way to really help the organization during a tough time. 
then we can also say thank you in other ways. So for example, uh, in, a, in, a, in a way that's more focused on beneficiaries. So the people who are ultimately benefiting from the gift. And so in, in one uh, set of studies that I did, we looked at uh, alumni donors. And, and so one message that we sent some donors was a thank you message focused on the donor, their characteristics. And the other was focused more on students and, and you know, students who benefited from those gifts and how much they got out of uh, the gift in terms of their co uh, college experience. And what we found, which was kind of surprising to us, but some other, other past research on gratitude and relationships did point to this, but just surprising from a personal kind of perspective was that it was actually the donor focused messages that were more effective. And so we, we looked at who gave the, you know, over the next several months and those donors who had received the donor focused message actually ended up being more likely to give than those who received the more uh, beneficiary oriented message. So one take home message from that research is really the, the importance of donor focused communications, but then also specifically donor focused expressions of gratitude and thinking about the quality of, of expressions of thanks and how they might resonate differently with, with donors. Making sure that we're expressing gratitude after the gift, as Patrick mentioned at the beginning of his reply. Uh, and that also, even though donors are interested in impact, they're still interested in those donor focused expressions of gratitude and it can help them continue their giving. Uh, to your nonprofit organization. And, you know, Susan, gratitude is just one form of stewardship. You know, stewardship is staying in touch with our donors in ways that don't always continually ask them for money. Stewardship is also how we approach donors in the first place with professionalism and, and great uh, care and great intentionality. Why is stewardship important? And what examples have you seen have worked well in your career? Oh my gosh, stewardship is, is just the basis of everything that we do uh, in the major uh, gift department. Stewardship means that we are really taking care of that donor, that we are extending a hand in many, many situations that may not be um, asking for a gift, uh, such as sending a birthday card or following up with someone who may be ill or um, helping them with a particular organization that they um, are on the board or need the support. And so stewardship in my portfolio is a top priority. Uh, just to make sure that we are taking care of those donors, um, that we are stewards of their gifts that they have given to us, and that we are also stewards of the relationships that they entrust us with. Um, so we know everything about a donor as a major gift officer from the name of their dog uh, to who their children are, where they're going to school, if the, the grandchildren um, are, are coming along. And I think that is what truly makes a major donor in the organization. And also, I have seen from my examples that the more that I uh, supply uh, in interest and energy into the stewardship, that there have been larger gifts that have come from that. Um, and I have seen that time and time again, because there's a trust level that the, the, the gifts that these particular individuals will give to us, they know that we will protect that, do the best that we can with that and use it for the best purpose for the organization. Patrick, as, as Susan just highlighted so well, stewardship in so many expressions builds trust with the donor. What do you see in the academic literature that fundraisers can apply to their fundraising in terms of building trust since fundraising happens at the speed of trust? So trust is just very, like gratitude, very important for relationships, all kinds of relationships. Um, and, uh, you know, some research in psychology has, has shown that with, with uh, evidence uh, from experiments, for example, but, you know, again, not 
not as much research has looked at trust in a fundraising context. Mm. Um, but, I, but I think that, you know, a lot of these principles of donor relations that we focus on in the chapter, you know, they really function through uh, boosting trust among donors. Um, so the fact that we acknowledge gifts promptly, right? The fact that we express gratitude, um, the fact that we uh, engage in other kinds of stewardship practices uh, to keep donors connected and engaged, the fact that we, uh, you know, that we try to be transparent and open with donors about our practices and then accountable as well. All of these things, I, I think, influence giving and influence relationships through their effect on trust and helping donors trust the nonprofit and the fundraisers. Trust so important to our work, Susan, as fundraisers, including during times of crisis. In fact, the most difficult donor to recruit during a time of crisis is the new donor, that donors tend to stay with the organizations with which they are closest. Uh, and every chapter in the fifth edition of Achieving Excellence in Fundraising is written with the COVID-19 crises in mind. Not that COVID-19 continues, but that we'll always have one crisis or another that as fundraisers we're dealing with. Uh, how are donor relations important in terms of fundraising before and during times of crisis? Oh, that's a great question. As we all live through that period in uh, in history, one thing that our shop uh, did was that we kept an open communication with those donors. Uh, we weren't asking them for money at that point. We were just telling them what what was happening with our organization, what we were doing. Um, quite a few things we had to pivot, uh, things that we had as top priorities had kind of shifted a little. And then things during, uh, during COVID, we had top priorities for COVID initiatives as well, such as having a student um, emergency fund for our school specifically, where students needed things that we never thought they would, such as uh, car payments or things where a family had lost a job during the, the pandemic. So during this period of time, it's very important to be transparent, as Dr. Dwyer had said, but also uh, keep the communication line open. Keep telling them what we are doing, how we are changing, how we are uh, kind of working through this particular pandemic and will survive on the end, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. The best time to be fundraising for a time of crisis is before the crisis. Uh, you know, again, treating donors as we should anyway, but deepening those relationships. So when the tough times come, uh, again, donors tend to stay with the nonprofits with which they have the best relationships. And Patrick, this book was also being put together in 2020 and 2021 uh, with the emergence of the so-called twin pandemics, not just COVID-19, but the pandemic around racial justice and reconciliation and racial reckoning. And each chapter has a DEI component uh, written within each chapter. And, and of course, you know, that's all about human relations let alone donor relations. So how does this topic of donor relations fit into the very important social movements around diversity, equity, and inclusion? Yeah, so the, the DEI piece of the chapter was, I think, particularly interesting to think about in the context of crisis situations and for a couple of reasons. So um, when a crisis arises, it's, you know, it's often the case that specific communities or social groups are more affected by it, perhaps in a negative fashion. And so I think just recognizing that, that you know, some donors might be struggling more than others um, and perhaps you know, less able to give a gift at that time uh, is important to, to recognize. And in fact, some donors might, uh, might actually be in need, right? So they, you know, donors are often recipients 
of assistance themselves. And so there might be uh, certain communities, uh, you know, who are more effective by, by uh, different crises. And so I think trying to keep that in mind when approaching uh, different donors is really important. But then um, at the same time, you know, different members of different uh, groups and communities might uh, have different insights uh, that can uh, that they can contribute to actually solving the problems you know that we that we're dealing with with a specific crisis and so I think engaging uh, members of different communities intentionally you know could actually could benefit uh, a nonprofit in actually solving its problems as well. Our conversation today highlights the strength of achieving excellence in fundraising, the fifth edition, as well as the entire curriculum of the fundraising school. Susan Perry is an accomplished fundraiser, currently major gift officer at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. And Dr. Patrick Dwyer, a psychologist by training, uh, researching into the philanthropic sector, helping us see how the evidence from the research can be translated into effective fundraising practice. And that's what our courses are all about at the Fundraising School. We have more than 20 public courses being offered in person across the United States and online, both recorded and live. We also have custom training in the United States and around the world that we can design specifically for your nonprofit organization, your association, your region, your country, whatever the case might be. We have free quarterly webinars and, of course, these free podcasts uh, that uh, come your way each week through the Fundraising School. And the website is philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the Fundraising School. I'm so grateful for our guests today, Susan Perry and Dr. Patrick Dwyer. Our producers today are Dustin Donovan and Mike Anthony. I'm Bill Sanjakevich. And now you are now more fully informed on this first day from the Fundraising School. Mm -hmm.